Welcome to the fourth season of The Coaching Cast, your working from home club. Regardless of where you're working right now, at home, in the office, or a blend of both, or whatever you do as a career, we've got something for you at The Coaching Cast. I'm Susie, sales and business coach at Future You Business Coaching, currently taking on my hardest coaching assignment to date, parenting that two-year-old who doesn't take cooed kindly to being questioned. I'm Lisa, founder of Grip Corporate Coaching, personal performance coach, leader, and chief eye roller when it comes to all nonsensical corporate mumbo jumbo, which suffocates rather than advocates. In this podcast, we explore all things work-related, matters impacting you at work right now, presenting different topics each episode, which we will discuss with some special guests along the way, sharing ideas, hints, and tips for you to take away and try for yourself. We hope you enjoy listening. Today, it's the season four finale episode, and we are talking about reflection, why you should do it at work, how you can work towards doing it often, and we practice it ourselves by sharing our reflections as we conclude season four of The Coaching Cast. So stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into um, the finale episode, Lisa, how are you today? I'm good. Cheers, everyone. It's the season finale. Cheers. I've got a beer on the go. I've got a beer on the go. Unusual for me for the coaching cast recordings, but that's because normally we record the coaching cast in the morning. So a beer feels inappropriate. But today (laughs) it is actually, it's quarter past five here in in Cape Town. So as the saying goes, it's five o'clock somewhere. I'm having a beer. Well, I am not having a beer. It's quarter past three here in, uh, I've forgotten where I am, in Cheshire. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where am I? I'm not, who am I? So I've actually got a bottle of water. Really fun here. Um, that's for sure. So yeah, I'm a bit jealous actually. Yeah, I've got a beer. I'm, I'm that standard person who tries every week to not to drink on a Monday. And then celebrates the fact they didn't have a drink on a Monday by having a drink on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, that's called healthy living. So oh, hopefully, well. you know, luckily I'm not a health and fitness expert um, and people aren't relying on me for my health and fitness tips because I'm pretty certain that that's not really how it works. Um, <laughs> but we overindulged quite considerably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, you could argue I've overindulged since I arrived in Cape Town at the end of December, which is why I exercise five days a week. It's not because I want to lose weight or be really fit and healthy. It's because of I want to eat and drink as much as I like. So I uh, I exercise to not get fatter. That's my ethos. Um, and uh, yeah, we've had a bit, bit of a heavy couple of days seeing friends and catching up and having just some bloody good fun. So Aww. yeah, so we did both feel a little bit jaded yesterday. And uh, I decided that we were, well, we both decided, my husband and I, that's the we in this conversation, um, that we weren't going to have a drink yesterday. But I'm celebrating that fact of succeeding by having a beer just now. So, well, we and go. it's the season finale today. It is the season, it feels appropriate. I said, exactly. it, you know, it's, a, it's a local bit. Well, I say it's local actually. Windhoek is the brand, other beer brands are available here in South Africa. This is actually not South African, it is from Namibia, I believe. 
but oh. it's everywhere here. So what do you know? Wintook, very good lager. If anyone's ever out in South Africa and interested in a lager brand. Well, little top tip for you yep. there. I haven't even got, got in today's episode yet. I know. I've got a bowl <laughs> of crisps as well, which is like mm. every video conference, like the worst snack possible, isn't it? Yeah, this is like not good for like a Zoom call. And obviously we are on a Zoom call and we are also recording podcasts. And Lisa thought it was a good idea to eat a bowl of crisps whilst we um, recorded the podcast. So if you hear any crunching in the background, um, it's not some weird animal that's just in the background there. It's actually Lisa chomping around some crisps. It's all right. I've, which... I've done that age old classic in a Zoom call. Like put yourself on mute, nah, cover it up. Classic. You've done this before, haven't I've you? Done this You've before. done this before. But yeah, I promise I won't eat the crisps all the way through. I just need a snack. For me, you can't have an alcohol beverage without a salty snack. Oh, well, that's also a good mantra. And it's true, uh, so... though, don't you think? It's true. Absolutely true. My dad so... agrees with this. My dad's philosophy is you can't have an alcoholic beverage without a salty snack he's the first man to look in a bar for a packet of peanuts so yeah it just feels what like flavor crisp have we got they are an interesting crisp so Ooh. i think they're this yeah i mean i always say that i'm so stereotypically middle class um this is a very middle class chip so it's one it looks a bit like a kettle chip I mean, as soon as you talk talk about a kettle chip, everyone knows we're in that price category. Got you. The world's most expensive crisp brand, I swear. And anyway, it's not actually a kettle chip, but it's like a kettle chip, but it's a basil and pecorino flavour or something. Oh, God. (laughs) It's not not your standard like ready salted or or, or salt and vinegar. Oh, I wish I hadn't asked now. I wish I hadn't asked. Really living up to your middle class credentials. I am. Right there. A fancy crisp for a fancy occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Only the best for the finale. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Love it. How has your week been anyway? I know we haven't technically talked about my week, but we've talked enough about my beer and my packet of crisps. What about you? How has your week been? Yeah, my week has been good. Thank you. So last week I went to a vineyard in... yes. Remember you Home Firth. Yeah. So I went to Home Firth Vineyard. Do you um, know there were vineyards up your way? Well, it's not near me. It's actually in Yorkshire. So it's kind of over, um, oh God, a certain hill range. We're not very good at hill ranges as we've discovered on previous episodes. Um, it's towards Leedsmore. But anyway. Peak District. Um, peak District. I always, um, I always say the peak. I think that's my default. Yeah. I think the peak it is. District. I think it is. Um. But yeah, it was really good. Nice little vineyard, quite small, um, but really worth a trip if you're ever in that area. Um, and you get a little tour, you go to the winery, see how it's made, and then you do a bit of tasting at the end, which was lovely. And we stayed there as well overnight, me and my friend Lizzie. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice little trip away. Um, what else have I been doing? Kind of just the main thing is working, parenting. Um, I had like a weird kind of experience on Friday where I took my little boy to um, Costa. Other coffee chains are available. Um, and when we were there, we kind of sat down next to some um, some people who clearly worked for a well-known red branded fizzy drinks brand, if you get my drift. And they were having a work meeting. And obviously you're in a public setting. So it's 
quite easy to overhear what they're talking about, but they were talking about things which just really took me back to when I used to work in my corporate career. So like people weren't doing what they were meant to be doing in their teams or they hadn't been here, they hadn't been there, they hadn't completed this. Um, what were they going to do about it? So-and-so was coming on holidays and needed to cover that workload, et cetera, et cetera. And I was kind of like sat next to them with a two-year-old who was absolutely devouring banana loaf like it was going out of fashion (laughs) and kind of like at the same time as kind of shoveling it in his mouth, being like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And it was all kind of like getting a bit chaotic. Um, And I was kind of thinking, wow, that used to be me. Like I like sat behind like having these types of conversations with my team and colleagues etc and for like a brief moment I actually kind of missed it a little bit because often Mm. now I work for myself so I don't really go out very much for meetings anymore and and kind of talk about what's going on you know in the wider business or the teams etc and yeah for like a little moment I kind of like a little bit reflectful and like a little bit sad like oh I remember when I used to be that person and I used to do that and I don't do that anymore and I I think it was kind of just one of those moments where I was just kind of like oh yeah and it was a bit reflective so yeah a bit of a kind of like a weird experience really um did you not hand them your business card and go if you need some coaching or training or why don't you listen to the podcast, the coaching cast? Exactly. Sure we've, got, we've got a whole episode around managing teams effectively. We do. We absolutely do. So I didn't you have yourself out. Me. Yeah, I didn't have any with me because um, I just didn't. I mean, who carries business cards anymore? Do well, you? do you know what? I've got some, but I don't ever give them to anyone. I've I mean, got they're some. totally stupid. I think I bought them just shortly after I got became qualified as a coach. So well, how long ago was that? like six years ago and I think it was like one of the many things on the list of to be a professional coach get a business car <laughs> as well as launch your own website and uh, I think I did both of those things straight away but yeah I've got so many of these po- uh, so many of these business cards and I think the only people that have I think my dad has one. Oh, I think course, right, I think Dom has one Love somewhere it. and I think Love that it. might be it so that was a really good investment you know the amount of money I spent on the graphics as well bloody hell Spent a fortune on the graphic design. I went off to an agency and had that. I mean, why? Oh. Canva wasn't around then. I mean, you know, just infuriating. But anyway, the, the, my cards are very nice. But they're soft touch. Soft well, touch, rounded edges. I hope to be the recipient of one one day. Oh, that would be lovely. One. That's great. Thank then you. You, my dad and Dom, my husband, will have a business card. The Perfect. three people I probably talk to the most. <laughs> And already have my contact details. <laughs> I don't think anyone gives business cards anymore. They do. They, they don't. In this virtual no. world we live in. In this virtual world, they don't. But, you know, there was a moment where I kind of like stood up and I was putting my coat on and stuff. And I was thinking, whilst trying to kind of control the toddler from running off, I was kind of thinking like, do I say like, oh, but then I like something. But then I just like, what do I say with that? So I'm like a weirdo. Like, I don't know what I would actually say. So I didn't end up saying anything. <laughs> Um, I wish you had, because that probably would have been a much better story for today about the oh. reaction you got. <laughs> right. Well, there's a bit of feedback right there for me. <laughs> that's not that's not quite what I meant. I just meant it would have been hilarious, no doubt, what they said back. <laughs> about that one time you accosted a group of strangers in Costa over oh, your God. reminiscing about your nostalgic days in sales. Oh, God. <laughs> I yeah. was there where you are right now, a couple of years ago. <laughs> You're bringing it all back. 
you're like, who is this crazy woman holding a flat white and trying to control this child? Yeah, um, coming in banana life. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that's kind of um, my week in a nutshell. Um, today, it was also marks the first day of Charlton Races, which I am a massive fan I was going to ask you about horse racing. Are you not going this year? I'm not going this year. No, for a couple of reasons. Um, But we were there two years ago when there was a crowd allowed literally the week before we went into lockdown. Yes, I remember. We were there. Um, And actually, it was probably one of sounds awful. Probably one of the best um, events because there was no queue for the bar, no queue for the toilet. It was actually quite pleasurable in that sense because <laughs> <laughs> there weren't many people there. Um, but yeah, so kind of weird. Like I'm, I'm at home today because normally week of Cheltenham races, I would be in Cheltenham because I'm from Cheltenham originally. Yeah. Um, so I'd be there with my family, but not this year, um, unfortunately. But hopefully uh, next year I will be there again with my lovely hat on, which I take much pride and joy in. And I look forward to wearing it every year. So I might have to find another opportunity to wear it this year. So have you got any um, tips for the, our listeners, our CBBs, who are either attending Cheltenham Festival this year or putting bets on? Well, I haven't got any tips in terms of putting bets on because I'm not actually very good at that. My husband is very good at that and my dad is as well. Um, In terms of tips, like navigating Cheltenham. So one, I would, we always have breakfast first. So like we go into town and have a cooked breakfast before we go to the race course. Then we walk from town to the race course. Do not get a bus. It takes forever. The traffic is hell. Hell. Just walk, Um, wear flat shoes, wrap up warm, because even if it's not raining and it's dry, the wind is really, really rapid around that race course because it's kind of like at the bottom of the valley. Anyway, am I boring you with this really boring chat? This is actually quite boring. Um, But anyway, yeah, (laughs) any other Cheltenham tips, let me know. Send me a DM. Um, I will help you out this week on anything salty, snack-based, beer-based, Sales based and also Cheltenham race based. We're um, multi multi talented, the two of us. So you, you you talked about reflecting in Costa. So Sedgeway, I love an obvious Sedgeway. I'm like the worst of these transitions. Should we talk about our episode today? The reflections on the season. Let's reflect. <laughs> How many times at work have you just cracked on, moved on to the next task or project and not paused, stood back and reflected on your decisions, emotions and actions? We have all done it. And in today's fast paced world, it is easy to move on to the next thing. When it comes to workplace learning and self-development, many studies have found that when we allocate time to reflect on our experiences, what we've learned from them and how we can implement change to improve. It makes us more aware of our work as a whole. So Lisa, as this is the season four finale episode, it seems fitting to focus on the topic of reflection. So do you do much reflection in your working life at the moment? I think I used to be a lot better at reflecting when I was in a structured, organised work environment. I think since going going it alone, going I think solo, I, going solo. I think this is an area that 
I have to consciously do and remind myself to do um, so that I, I can actually say that I reflect efficiently and effectively. Because I think when, when you're working in a corporate organisation, so for any of our listeners who do work in big, large corporates, or maybe even in some of the like medium, small businesses, they put this in place. But a lot of the structure around our performance and, and how we're assessing performance is on a, a, a on a structured basis that encourages reflecting and reflecting on the individual as well as that of the, the manager to think back over, well, what's happened, what's gone well, what hasn't, what have I found challenging? And I think because for many of us who work in corporate environments, especially if you're part of a bonus scheme, there's quite a clear incentive to do that because mm-hmm. it forms part of you getting yeah. some extra cash. So <laughs> I think when I've been in those like much more structured corporate environments, reflecting was a lot more habitual for me because I think I was doing it regularly for my own performance process. I was then doing it to support the performance and the assessment of my own team. And I think as well, when I was in a position where I felt watched, which I do think that's how I would describe when you're in management, you are being watched by others. You're being watched by those that you manage. You're being watched by those you, you're, you're reporting into. I think that reflection was actually a regular thing for me to check in on myself on how did I do that? And would I have done that differently? And actually what was the feedback? Because I did actively seek feedback and I would reflect on, you know, even before doing things, I'd reflect before I took a decision or took a step to go, well, how have I done this before? What worked well then? Yeah. And I, and I think I was doing it, but since becoming freelance, I know it's definitely a habit I've lost and I get, and I do, and actually it's not helpful to me. Like, I think we've talked about it before around stopping to think and plan ahead and recognize achievements and take learnings from challenges and I think I suppose it's down to that age old when it's just you on your own what do you do for yourself and you know what when you're no longer I say performing's not the right word but maybe that is what I mean but when you're no longer performing to an audience and I don't mean this poor podcast obviously I'm you know but She's well, currently performing. Performing, yeah. <laughs> when you're not performing day to day any longer, and it is just you, yeah. I I think I can I can openly say I think I've become lazy with it, and it's not helpful to me. Like it's a detrimental. I know it's something I need to get back into the habit of doing, um, because I do find it so beneficial. And yeah. just to remind myself, actually recognize what you have done. You know, you you are doing a good job. You have tried some things out maybe they didn't work but at least you gave it a go you know it's 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 definitely a really important I think action to do yeah definitely and I think what you're talking maybe about there is building from that is about having something or someone holding you accountable for your reflection because when you're in an organization or um you know, a business of some description, if there is, um, I don't know, a one-to-one framework in place, mid-year reviews, end-of-year reviews, etc. They are milestones in the year which force you to do an element of ref- 
reflecting on yourself and mm. your performance, your actions, your responses, your emotions, etc. Um, because you're kind of forced to, you have to, in order to kind of hit and, and achieve those milestones. When you work for yourself, and I had I had written exactly the same reflection when I thought about this in terms of my answer, is that I've become less consistent at doing this for myself since I started working for myself. Mm. Um, and I think it's because there is um, not that context there anymore, which is holding me accountable to doing it and and kind of driving me to, to do it. I do still do it. So I think we talked about actually in our first episode on season four, where we talked about new year, new intentions. Um, we talked That's about what I reflecting. Thought I thought of yeah. you because of your, what you offered in that episode. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I talk a little bit about the fact that I always reflect at the end of the year. And I do that both personally and also from a work perspective. So last year I did that on my business. Have I looked back at that and have I done it since? No. Um, But I also probably work the way I work in my mind is I came from an organization who's very like quarterly driven. So like we used to work Monday, Monday, January to March is one quarter, et cetera, et cetera, every three months. So I'm kind of getting towards the end of March now. So I'm thinking, right, okay, maybe I do do a bit of reflection at the end of March to look back on the last quarter Mm. and kind of take some reflections and learnings from that. Um, so I definitely think that's an action for me moving forward and being a bit more consistent in doing that. But Ooh, I can definitely give relate. it to me as an action as well. And then we'll hold each other both to account. Great. Why don't Great we both idea. do it? Because we'll I it. should do it as well, because time flies and it just moves so quickly. I mean, the fact that we're already in our season finale of season four and you and I are talking about season five. The fact that I've been here in South Africa for two months, over two months now is mad. Like time is just running and actually having just admitted that, you know, the structure is what I miss. Um, and because I am a, I'm a to-do list and, you know, a, a person, I like things being in my diary. That's why I have to do them. I like being given deadlines because then I have to do them. You know, it's, it's good for me to be given a, an action to do and being held to a account task. to it. So let's both do it. Let's absolutely quarter one review. Yeah, we'll talk about it on season five, maybe our first episode back, whether we did it or not, (laughs) and what some of our reflections were. Um, But linking from that, then, so what have been some of your favorite moments of season four? So, my favorite moments from season four were your story about being trolled on social media <laughs> you're gonna say that in episode three because <laughs> I still think it's hilarious and it's so funny have you had any more trolling events um good question no oh I you're haven't. not you're not that famous yet then I'm so not you've only had one. no I definitely have not made it in the world <laughs> of I don't know social media <laughs> social media yeah um no, I haven't. But that's but, yeah. that's that's up there. Um, I really enjoyed the discussion with Bev Thoroughgood in episode four about men- the menopause. It was just so informative and very educational. Actually, I felt like I learned a lot about women and our bodies and the changes, and I found it all very positive and hopeful as an episode because I think. I liked Bev's message, which was, it's not the end, it's just the next stage. And I actually found that really, well, quite exciting, actually, and recognising that, 
you know, it's going to happen to you. Your body's going to change regardless. There's nothing you can do about it. And so it's about, you know, accepting it. I found that really, really great as an episode with Bev. Um, and I really enjoyed our episode around both building a diverse team and the bias episode. And that was mainly because they were episodes that I felt challenged me in my own thinking and my own bias, of which I always feel I could benefit more from because I know I talk about it a lot and it, I, maybe I make a bit of a joke out of it, but I suppose I do have a tendency to make a joke out of things that I find uncomfortable. And so talking about my middle-class privilege just probably <laughs> sits in that space, you know, very grateful for it, but I don't ever want it to ostracize me from other people and make other people feel that I'm unrelatable. Um, Cause I, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm just as weird and wonderful and a bit odd and normal, whatever that word means and everyone else. So I suppose I, I quite like those sorts of topics to challenge myself and to talk yeah. about a topic that I feel I think is uncomfortable for a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people who, I'm probably stereotypically in the same category as. So they're good episodes to like challenge us, I think, and hopefully bring a discussion and some thought-provoking ideas and topics to our audience for them themselves to think about. Yeah, for sure. I can get what you mean around the um, piece around the privilege because I think within those topics, certainly when we are structuring those episodes in terms of how we're going to talk about those particular topics, some of the things we do then kind of go on to discuss. Um, There have been certain moments in my prep and actually when we've been discussing them where I think, well, would this be different if I didn't have the privilege that I do in terms of the life that I am living? Our perspective is different to those who don't have that privilege, whatever that looks like. Mm. And I think you're right. Like there's been certain topics where I kind of have had to stop and just kind of check in on myself. And I have not always got it right for sure. And there's still more I can learn and, and do, but I think, We've talked a lot about it this season, which is how building your awareness, mm. I think, of your biases and um, being mindful of those about how they affect our actions and responses to things. Yeah. And, you know, I'm also like mindful of the fact that no one should have to apologise for who they are, what they are, where they're from. I think there's nothing that anyone should be embarrassed about in terms of any of that even you know same same whether you 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 um have a comfortable privileged lifestyle or not I don't think you should be apologetic about it and because that in itself for me is unfair to then that person and I also think actually you can't sway from one to the other like that so severely so I think it is the word that you use that's really important here which is awareness so we I would like us always to talk about topics that I feel raises my own awareness, challenges my awareness and helps to support others and that are topics that are relevant to what is actually going on because the point of this podcast was always to talk about topics that would be helpful to people. Well, that means you're going to have to do the awkward, uncomfortable stuff and that may be talking about things that you and I aren't necessarily familiar with, but that's where you and I 
try and educate ourselves and bring in guests and experts who do. Um, and, and so I think that's why those, those particular episodes around bias and diversity are memorable for me for this season. What, what about you, Suze? What, what have been your favourite episodes this season? Well, when I was reflecting back, um, it's also a bit weird to think that we started this season in January when everyone was still working from home. Um, in the UK because that again. was the restrictions <laughs> at the time you know again and now that's not the case like the majority of restrictions have obviously been lifted so that feels like a, a really different again a really different time in a really different world and I was like whoa like everything's just kind of moved on so quickly and and you know really fast paced and I think linked to that then like my favorite moments were um our, our conversation around not getting on with our co-workers mm-hmm. and the reason why that was one of my favorite topics is because um I ha- was working with a client a, f- um, a week or so afterwards and they were like oh I really enjoyed listening to your story that you told about when you were in a meeting and your co-worker um basically kind of like shut you down with words Mm. which they absolutely did and I tell that story in that episode which is um I think episode three um and at the time when I told that story um I remember kind of thinking to myself like whoa this is actually really bad like this story and I kind of like blocked it out and compartmentalized it um but I was like yeah I really didn't get on with that person and there was definitely some stuff I would have done differently in the way that I'd handled that situation for sure but it was really nice I think to kind of hear back from one of you our CBBs our um corporate bullshit bashers is what it stands for our CBBs that that story had kind of resonated and and made you think about um perhaps situations and in in perhaps in your kind of working context as well so yeah I really enjoyed that conversation because I think there was some really good um tangible stuff to take away about if you are struggling with somebody at work what you might be able to do to Mm. kind of move things forward I think as well I mean, I have to kind of reflect on the story you told about going for your first facial in South Africa. I mean, (laughs) that literally made me lull and still does. And I know we've had an update because I know you've had some further. I had another facial yesterday, everyone. Yeah. 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 I was saying to Suze, I swear she was a bit more aggressive on the old waxing of the top lift, though, because I thought I'd lost some skin there. But I don't think I have, so that's good. What I have noticed, though, and I don't know if this is a consequence of facials. I love the oh, topics. God. I love the topics that we swing between on the coaching cast. So this is classic. Is I think I'm, I've got two spots come up on my chin today. Now, is that because my pores have been cleaned and it's just a consequence of what's going on? Yeah, yeah, Susie's I think nodding. so. So I when I when I have facials, I get bad skin the week after because it's drawn it all out, like drawn yeah. into the surface. Fair yeah. enough. I'll accept it. But she she said to me that my skin was looking a lot better, a lot clearer. Oh. So, I, you know, I took that compliment. It was wonderful yesterday. It comes with a full face massage, the waxing of the top lip. I mean, I'm getting used wow. to it. But. She's, she, yeah, you're getting used to the, the <laughs> slight change in the facial situation. From <laughs> yeah. The but when you, when you told that story for the first time, honestly, it made me howl. I was so funny. I because I just was not expecting you to like <laughs> tell me that and so yeah that's one of my favorite moments from season four <laughs> definitely just in terms of my personal reaction um and then I think finally it's probably my um we have to touch upon the guests I mean we've had some very privileged to have some awesome bloody yeah. awesome guests we've had some again. great guests 
on this season. We started off with Amelia Sordow, uh, episode two, where we talked about personal branding. I mean, I absolutely loved talking to Amelia. She was so lovely, um, very generous with her time mm. and um, her wisdom, branding wisdom. And I found that episode really helpful as well as a business owner. And there's definitely some great stuff to take away. You've talked about the conversation with Bev. Bev, what an absolutely lovely gem of a lady. Absolutely yeah. love talking to her. Um, again, I learned some really interesting stuff. So like, I didn't know that menopause was being taught on the curriculum in no. schools. That was like a real light bulb moment for me, um, which I um, had no idea about. So really enjoyed that. And also we talk about it in the episode, but that fact around the fact there's 900,000 women who leave the working profession a year due to menopause is still blows my mind mm. to the um, extent that menopause impacts um, working women. Mm. So um, really enjoyed that episode from an, more from an educational perspective, yeah. I think, like you, you mentioned. And then obviously last week we released our episode with Jack, Jack Green, a double Olympian. Um, And I know Lisa in particular, you really enjoyed that episode, didn't you, around a topic that's very, very passionate and you're very passionate about and close to your heart around wellbeing. Yeah, it was was fantastic, the episode with Jack last week. I did mention it because I knew you were going to mention it and I thought, let's talk about some different episodes together. So yeah, I absolutely loved the conversation with Jack last week. It was fantastic. And I've not... I think I said it in the episode, but I'll say it again. I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk so practically and simply about the connection between well-being and performance and, you know, how businesses and individuals both need to take responsibility for it and, and how they can do that. Because, you know, for someone who he's a 30 year old man who has already experienced so much in his life and his career and reach some incredible heights, but some obviously experience some really severe lows at the same time, possibly as a consequence. But, you know, he, he talks so, I think, maturely and so well-informed about the whole topic. It was, it was brilliant. And I absolutely loved the episode with Jack. Yeah, no, it's been a really good season. Like there's too many highlights, I think it's um, <laughs> for me anyway, because, you know, Obviously, Lisa and I are biased because we absolutely love making the coaching cast. (laughs) We are biased on how great the season is because we made it and we enjoyed everything. But on that note then, so let's challenge our bias then because it's a good good shout. Keep us honest. So is there anything you would change about the season or think we could have done better? Yeah, great question. And one that's really important when reflecting, um, for sure. I think thinking about this, there's probably a question I wish I had asked. um, And that was a question I wish I'd asked Amelia in Mm. episode two. And that was, how does she like keep momentum in her branding and putting content out there all the time that's of value when life gets busy? Because as um, a business owner that's something that I really struggle with and I would have been fascinated to know like how she um does that and what some of her top tips and some of her experiences are so for me the one thing I would change is, is probably thinking about um yeah the question I would have asked him that's probably one that I would have really liked to have known the answer to yeah I think for me it's probably that 
and we have touched upon the diversity and the bias episodes already they were highlights for me but I think for me it's about how can we go deeper and maybe talk about some of these topics in a way that challenges us and goes into some uncomfortable spaces because I think I think you and I and for this audience are always trying to do the right thing by everybody I'm saying that in that way with that weird inclination at the end because it's a question at the same time but I feel that that for me that's definitely the case and because I am a people pleaser so I don't want to offend I know I use some smutty language sometimes and yes I am drinking an alcoholic beverage during the recording of this episode so that might offend some people a very posh Chris yeah although I've refrained from eating too many of them for the noise quality but um so yes, yeah, so I have some listeners and viewers may find this offensive, but I'm drinking a beer. But there we go. There's a, I'll, I'll only go so far with holding back. But um, I think it's actually in trying to sue everyone, do you actually achieve anything? And I think that's always a constant for me. And actually, just because a conversation is an uncomfortable is is uncomfortable doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. Because like we talk all the all the time in our um in this podcast but also both of us in terms of our coaching actually you know from our experience leading teams and managing people the the difficult conversations are the best ones to have they're difficult and they feel awkward for a good reason it's it's possibly because if it's making you feel uncomfortable it needs to be done like you know and I think sometimes I feel that way as well about this podcast is actually we should go deeper on certain topics. We should go to the uncomfortable places. That will challenge us. But I think it means that we're having a lot more of a real, honest, relevant conversation, which again, a principle of our podcast is being authentic. So I think that's something I think we could do better going forwards. Yeah, I would be 100% up for that, um, for sure. And not taking away from what you've just said there, but also one thing I would change is I would have, uh, a more high quality coaching cast mug. It's a sure. work in progress, Suze. We'll get there. It's looking a bit dated. Um, well, have you already? Is it the dishwasher? Is it already melted? It. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What's on the back of got, it? We've got eyelashes. Um, because I've got long eyelashes. Anyway, we're going <laughs> off topic here. Um. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah. so you're learning from season four is you need a bit more a higher quality mug. We need better merch is one we of my... We need better merch, okay. Well, we know that's a mine. work in progress, but we need to celebrate <laughs> ourselves for how far we've already come. The fact is we started this year with merchandise. Uh, that's in our second year of podcasting. It's all about little, little wins, little wins. Um, so, so let's move forward then. So what two things would you love to do more of as we enter into season five of the coaching cast? So I think for me, I want to talk about subjects that our listeners are CBBs. But I think it's understanding more about, actually, there are topics that you and I, Suze, love talking about and would like to talk about. And we do a lot of research and try and ensure that actually we're talking about topics that are out there um, in the current time frame. But actually, what do our listeners want to hear from us? And ensuring that actually <clears throat> this podcast is talking about the things that actually people want to listen to. So yeah. I want to do more of that in season five and ongoing, which is actually feature topics that, you know, people actually want to hear. 
Um, and actually having more involvement from our listener community and getting more and more CBBs involved in the episodes themselves. Yeah, so that leads nicely in to if you are listening now and you have an idea or a topic or a theme that you would like us to discuss in the next season of The Coaching Cast, please do get in touch because we honestly want to know so that we can look to build that into our schedule for season five. Um, You can get in touch with us in three ways. So you can email us, hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk. You can send us a DM on Instagram at thecoachingcast. Uh, And you can also get in contact with us on our website, which is www.thecoachingcast.co.uk three ways to get in touch and please let us know if you've got any topics that you um would love to have us chat about or even get guests on for as well um we're really up for hearing your thoughts yeah absolutely and equally if you're someone who thinks that they would like to guest with us here on this podcast and join our conversation then also get in touch via the methods that Susie has just taken us through So, Lisa, to bring the subject of reflection to a bit of a conclusion that we've talked about today, and we've obviously used um, our season four finale episode as the opportunity to reflect back on what we've done, what we've learned, what we might have changed. Um, What would be some of your top tips for ensuring you reflect at work? So I think my first one has got to be commit to doing it. So I know in my past that I've done it to great effect, but only when I have built the space. And that means when I say building space, like practically book it in your diary. I mean, that's literally what I do. I book it into my diary and you can do that whether you're in an organization or whether you're freelance entrepreneur, however you describe yourself, stick it in your diary. We all have them. And I think protect it and commit to doing it. So I think that's got to be my first one and just ensure that wherever you're going to do it, the space is, is, is conducive to you being able to think. So like, don't do it in a busy environment. If you've got children, don't do it when they're around, you know, if you can take yourself out of the house and do it somewhere else, you know, I actually do a lot of my reflection in cafes and coffee shops because I absolutely love going to coffee shops by myself and having a flat white, my drink of choice. (laughs) Um, and that's always where I do my reflection I take my notebook and my pen with me um so I think that's that's definitely got to be like my number one maybe number two that counts as as well with my space I think the third one is we talk a lot about being curious about others I think this is an opportunity to be curious about yourself so yeah we ask questions to understand other people and Susie and I offer often offer often offer I didn't I don't know if that's gonna make sense that often offer that doesn't make sense questions for you to ask others and we offer self-reflection questions in nearly every episode to support you with how can you practically embed what we've talked about and the tips we've suggested and actually make them happen for you so I think in this particular topic this is where they come into great effect which is asking yourself some of those questions you know around what have you achieved in the past few months? What could you have done differently? What were you felt? What did you feel joyous about? What did you hate? You know, what did you feel terrible about? So I think it's asking yourself those questions and being curious and being honest with how you answer it. You know, it's yeah. not about the fact you have to show anybody else. Um, but equally, like I've worked with Susie on this episode, I need to be held to account to do my reflection for this first quarter. I'm going to talk about it like that. So I will be sharing with Susie 
what I've come up with so that I can actually make sure I do it. Because I have an audience and that's my point. If you've got an audience, then you have to do it. Got to show up. Love it. I look forward to um, receiving the outputs of that reflection, Lisa, and you for me as well. Um, Yeah, I'd have one thing to add to that. And I like the the sentiment you said there about being curious about yourself, because we talk a lot about being curious towards other people. But it's important that we do that for ourselves as well. And so I think finding the method that works for you the best in terms of reflecting so for some that might be writing it down it is for me personally for others it might be chatting it through with somebody else um a colleague a friend a family member etc or actually it might actually just be thinking about it so stepping away from the day-to-day and internally just having some time to think about and reflect on um what some of those situations experiences created for you in terms of meaning and action moving forward and if there's anything you would change so I think um finding what works for you and and also just not overcomplicating it because I think reflection can sound quite a grand term sometimes people think you have to kind of sit down cross-legged on a floor and do some meaningful reflection that takes a lot of time and they just don't have that you know um space and time to to do that we're not talking about that here we are talking about you know a couple of moments perhaps in your day in your week in your month where you just literally just take stock about um what you've done actually and just kind of remember (laughs) and that will then prompt hopefully some thoughts around what you learn and what you might do differently next time Uh, and it's really important as well in terms of um boosting your performance at work that you spend some time reflecting and based on that I've got a a great quote here which I found which I was going to share to kind of round off our discussions it's from uh someone called Peter Drucker and it says follow effective action with quiet reflection from the quiet reflection will come even more effective action so if you're not thinking reflection is for me think about that quote and I think you'll find it really is so it's that time it's the last one of this particular season season four people it is workplace shame time so this is where we share an embarrassing story usually from one of our listeners but uh, this time it's from Susie because (laughs) we haven't got a listener workplace shame so none of you gifted one for us as our gift for this final final episode of season four. So Susie's out to stump up and share her workplace shame. So Suze, you have the floor. The stage is yours, as they say. Oh, Over to you. Okay. Well, I suppose it only felt fitting as it was season finale and should probably, we should share one of our uh, embarrassing workplace moments. So, um, well, I've had a few in my career so far. Um, but the one I'm going to tell you today was some uh, story which happened to me about um 15 years ago so it's quite early on in my career yeah so it's quite early right at the start of my career I was working for a food manufacturer okay and they had I was on site they had a it's like a factory kind of site and they had like development kitchens where they'd have chefs kind of going in and out like for product development and stuff um and the role that I was in which was more like marketing commercial one of the things I had to do was um, kind of get involved to an extent around kind of like the food development side of things. So I'd go to meetings that were based in the development kitchens, which there'd be about meetings of about six, seven people. 
chef being one of them, some product developers, etc. Anyway, this one day went to this kind of weekly meeting in the kitchen. I had on um, a skirt, a long skirt-ish, and some knee-high boots, but flat knee-high boots, okay? And I had worn these boots quite a lot, but I don't really know what happened. But anyway, we were in this meeting and somebody said to me, oh, Susie, can you just go over there and get this item from the other side of the meeting room, bring it over to kind of like where we were all stood? So I was like, yeah, that's fine. And as I walked over um, to collect the item, I was I turned around and as I was coming back to everybody, I somehow slipped. So I like my like basically my um soul went from underneath me right and I completely slipped like when you slip on a banana skin like type slip like it was really kind of like dramatic and I slipped and as I kind of was like went backwards to kind of like stop myself from falling my arms were kind of like flailing and I (laughs) managed to knock off this bowl of salad so it was like a bowl of like salad leaves that were on the side where I'd kind of fallen over and as I flipped it like that it went up in the air came down and landed on me so I was on the floor from the fact that I'd fallen over and then covered in salad at the same time (laughs) (laughs) what the hell (laughs) so it was a working lunch then clearly no, because it was a kitchen, wasn't it? So they oh. were doing product development stuff. So there was food around, like ingredients around. So all these people who I was in a meeting with were like, who, what the hell are you doing? And what oh is going God. on? So you just and so- in food. <laughs> At least it was salad. Was it? it was like dressing salad it was like dress salad it had like grains in it it was like a nice salad like it looked a nice salad from <laughs> the bits I picked off me but anyway they were using it ready to kind of like oh, put in no. some, like new products and stuff and I managed to flick it over when I fell lost my footing and slipped and knock it off the side with my flailing arms and it landed on top of me and I was just sat on this kitchen floor anyway that's my workplace shame story so I take it they couldn't use the salad no no and everyone was just like what are you doing and I was just like oh god I just <laughs> wanted the ground to swallow me up oh, I had to die it was so embarrassing <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> so are you now a new flavor of some sort of like product now Susie flavor Susie salad Susie salad yeah yeah um I don't know actually that's good anyway anyway uh classic so if you've got a workplace shame that you are keen to get off your chest and have featured in season five you can email it to us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or you can message us on instagram by searching the coaching cast and do not worry unlike our workplace shames all of your stories will remain anonymous It's now time for Bullshit Bingo, where we call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which make us cringe. Our Bullshit Bingo for today's finale episode came from our LinkedIn network this week, and it is get our arms around this. God, I feel sick. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, this one is really creepy. I mean, I'm a touchy-feely person. I like hugs, but 
even I think this is a bit weird. Get our arms around this. I am not a touchy-feely person. I hate uh, a weird, awkward hug for people I don't know very well. Um, And I don't like that kind of hugging situation at work. I also don't like this bullshit bingo. Let's get our arms around this. I've heard this being used. This is definitely one that's used quite often. And I've not really ever stopped and thought about it, but it's weird. It's It's a weird turn of phrase why would you ever need to use this as per normal world shipping goes? Get your arms around this. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever used it. I mean, I've not used it. I think it. I say this no. about nearly every bullshit bingo, and I'm sure that in itself is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for someone to contact me and go, yeah, you did. You use that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling the bullshit on the bullshit bingos. Like, yeah, for sure. Oh, God. Um, oh on that note, actually, about bullshit, I, I was talking so much bullshit bingo last night I had a call last night and it was like it was like one after the other it's coming out of my oh I was just like oh my god will you just shut up I mean you couldn't help yeah. yourself no I don't I mean literally it was like one after the other I think I even said to the person I was speaking to I was like could I speak in any more metaphors I don't <laughs> I was like I don't think I could if I tried um honestly what was the one that I came out with last night? And it absolutely, I nearly laughed at my loud, loud at myself. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I can't think now. It was, oh, eggs in one basket. Oh. I'm surprised we haven't had that. That is really true, actually. That is a classic we've not had featured on Bullshit Bingo no. until now. Putting all um, the eggs in one basket. But yeah, I came out with that last night. I was just literally like, oh my God, I'm just like, I just can't bear myself. <laughs> Stop talking. And we are heading into Easter, so it would be very appropriate. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. So terrible. What? So, Suze, what's been your favourite bullshit bingo of the series then? Well, there have been some good ones this season, but my absolute favourite—I had to take actually a whole post-it note to write this one out because I didn't want to say <laughs> it wrong for the finale. And it is one we featured in episode five. Okay, and it's this one. I will prepare an Aunt Sally with gas. Uh, it may be pushing the envelope uh, slightly, but if you prime the pump, we should be good to go. Oh, I mean, yes. It was what brilliant. An absolute epitome of bullshit bingo, that sentence or paragraph. It filled my entire post it note writing that out. Yeah. Um, what an absolute beauty that one is. Yeah, That's my favourite. Thank you again to RCBB who sent that to us because it is brilliant. And there it isn't is there isn't one. any that topped it from this season, I don't think. No. So did you good. have one? I well, I did, but I completely forgot about that one. And that was alignment of synergies, just because I think it's just hilarious in that it's just for me, I'm just thinking you're saying the same thing, but scrap it. Sorry. That one wins, the one you just said. Yeah, Without episode five. Episode five, guys. Check it out um, to hear the full bullshit bingo in play. Um, so if you've got any bullshit bingos that you would love us to feature in the next season, please, please get in touch because we love hearing them. So there are three ways you can get in touch. You can email them to us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk, DM them to us on Instagram at thecoachingcast, or get in contact via our website and we'll make sure we include them in season five
We are coming to the end of today's finale episode and also season where we've been speaking about why it's important to reflect at work. Our tips and recommendations around reflecting are the following. Number one, try and commit to reflecting. Book it in your diary and do it. You might also want to think about helping someone as maybe like an accountability partner that like Lisa and I discussed to make you actually do it. And we're going to be doing that uh, following today's episode. Number two, find a suitable space that works for you where you can stop and pause and have a think. That's really important. Number three, be curious about you. Ask yourself those questions and be honest with your answers to those questions. And we're going to share some style coaching questions for you to take away in a moment. And number four, find your format. So what, which one works for you? That might be writing it down, saying it out loud to a friend or a colleague, or even just internally thinking it. There's no right or wrong. Just find whichever method which works best you. So as I mentioned, here are some self-coaching questions to ask yourself to help you stop and do just that, reflect. So number one, what does this situation or experience teach me about myself? Number two, what can I learn from this? And number three, what changes do I need to now initiate? Don't worry if you can't remember all of these. Our top tips and recommendations will be on our Instagram page at The Coaching Cast this week. We hope you enjoyed today our finale episode and that you've enjoyed listening to us in this fourth season of The Coaching Cast. We hope you've got some new ideas from this season to go away and try for yourselves. If you've got any questions, thoughts or feedback, We'd always love to hear from you. You can contact us in three ways, like Susie's shared a couple of times during this episode. You've got our email address, hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk. You can DM us on Instagram by looking for us at The Coaching Cast. Or you can contact us via our website, which is also where you'll be able to find this episode, all of season four, and all of seasons one, two, and three, where they, they live permanently. You'll also be able to find all of the top tips from our previous three seasons and the top tips from this full season will also be available there as well. Your support helps more than you know. So if you like what you've heard today and would like to help us grow this podcast, please do us a favour. Leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. You have no idea how important these are to us in our podcasting journey. Subscribe to The Coaching Cast wherever you listen and give us a follow on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. Don't forget, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel by searching The Coaching Cast and you'll see some visual gems that you wouldn't necessarily see, like Lisa (laughs) drinking a beer by listening. (laughs) So we are taking a spring bake and we will be back in May with more topical work chat, bullshit bingo banter and some brilliant guests in season five we'll also be celebrating our 50th podcast episode in the summer with a special event for you our cbbs so keep your eyes peeled on our instagram page and on our website to find out more about this over the coming weeks 
We both love music and use it to motivate and energize us. So we like to finish each episode with our personal song recommendation, giving you positivity and energy as you launch into your next meeting. We have both chosen a track as it's the finale episode. And my choice is a pure party classic. And it is Irene Cara, Flashdance, What a Feeling. And my choice is 17 by Sharon Van Etten, which is probably how many beers I'm going to have after this podcast <laughs> episode recording finishes. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so, so much for listening, CBBs. We love making this podcast and your support means everything. So thank you so much for tuning in to our episodes. Have a great month or so. And remember, you've, you've got, got this, this. CBBs. <laughs> <laughs> Still working on that. Yeah, Still working. We'll nail it. We'll nail it one day. <laughs>